Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and your rings. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, trashlings, and welcome back to a redo episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. And I'm Molly Molshine, and we're going to talk about David and Victoria Beckham, uh, their relationship, the astrology, the longest documentary I've ever seen in my life, the most attention I've ever paid to soccer over a course of three days in my life. We're going to get into all that. But first, I just think it might be, I, I mean, I just need to warn everyone, I think I might be, knock on wood, I think I might be in labor. So... If I get very silent, it's that's why. And we did, in fact, have this conversation yesterday. This episode has been in labor for two days. There were some technical issues. So we're having it again. We're talking about it all over again because we don't want you guys to have to suffer through a bad microphone experience. So before we get into the Beckhams, you sent me something so funny. Kourtney Kardashian is on a mission to prove that she does have friends and they friend. like they like her. <laughs> Sarah sent me this post. It was on Courtney's uh, Instagram. It was a picture of a croissant smushed on top of arugula. Okay. And it says, my friends and I made this last week. My friends. My friends. And which is fine. Yeah. Okay. Your friend, you and your friends made croissants. Totally. Not weird. But then she sends me Poosh's story. <laughs> um, Poosh, Courtney's goop. It says, we are still drooling over the burrata croissant sandwich recipe that Court made with her friends last. With her friends! With her friends! It's very funny. Because if you'll remember, Kim said to Courtney on the show last week, all of your friends are worried about you. We have a group chat. And then, like, about how we're all concerned about you. Courtney went on damage control and was posting on comments on comments on Instagram saying, no, that's just a group chat of my sisters. My friends are not concerned. And now she's on this like PR tour of not only her Instagram, but Pusha's Instagram to prove that she has friends. And I just think it's really funny. Did you see that she also posted screenshots of her group chat? After the episode aired. Oh my God. So she posted screenshots of her group chat. I don't even know who's on it, but it was like, oh my God, sweetie. Like Kim is reaching. And Courtney's like, yeah, the only friends on that no Courtney list are called Kendall, Kylie, Kim, and Chloe and Chris. And, and it's like, this wasn't filmed in real time. This was like six months ago. So now six months later, look at this screenshot of me and my girls. And it's like, Courtney, bow out you are married with child on the way with a bunch of other kids with some now other kids that you brady bunched together get offline like we don't need to see your i I just pray that 
in my successful, abundant, childbearing 40s, I don't still feel the need to post my group chats to prove that all good over here. It's just like, oh, like, I know. Oh, like, well, it's funny too, because I saw Randy last night and he made a really good point. What was which his was opinion? just He was basically saying everything that she said in that conversation. We actually watched and he was like, yeah, this is just, she's repeating Travis's words. He, he's, he's like, agree- he agrees women with don't the talk theory. like this. Yeah. Yeah. He agrees with the theory that Travis is isolating her from her family. Yeah. Yes. He was like, women don't, their first instinct is never like, I'm better without you guys. He's like, that's a guy telling her that. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. Unless, I mean, the only way I think she would have maybe come to that conclusion is because of the absolute mental gymnastics she's doing to try to forget that Travis was in love with Kim first. Like that could lead you also to that conclusion. But I think the thing about the friend thing is like, I'm team Kim in this and all feuds. In general. Yeah. Courtney is is the fucking go she just is yeah sorry courtney had a real great style moment for a few years that i was a big fan of but other than that she's a bit of a useless layabout i don't think she's nice to her nannies i don't think she's nice to anyone i think she's a big nice she's not nice nice, but like i did think that kim bringing up we have a group chat without you came from a mean-spirited place as well because everyone in their family they they do these mean-spirited barbs at each other and like Kim, she, she, her delivery did not come across as a concerned tone. It came across as a, look, we're all against you. I didn't see it was, we're against you. I thought it was, we all agree. What's up with her? Her tone would have hurt my feelings for me personally. Dude, for sure. I hate sisters fighting unless it's like truly how big Kathy raised them, you know, like, but in well, this case, it's how it's Chris like, raised them. I think it's how Chris, do raised you think them. Chris raised them to like be fighting against each other? I don't think oh, so. Someone did. The funniest thing about the Kardashians is they're like the one celebrity family who wants you to think they started out richer than they were. Everyone 100%. else. 100%. You know what I mean? Like everyone yes. else is constantly poor mouthing pretending that they ha- had this hard scrabble life and like it was yes. so hard and i rags to riches whereas the kardashians are kind of like no 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 our mom didn't marry caitlin with zero dollars like and then have to cobble together and a workout dvd empire like which is what it was like like it's funny because kim gets lumped in with paris hilton and it's like no that was such a completely different tax bracket to grow up in like kim was definitely richer than me growing up but kim needed an income from but Paris. She, yeah she worked her way into those that echelon she literally got job yeah she got hired and then she was i guess pretty enough to get photographed next to her boss right. so like right that was literally how she did it it's it's really wild like she should get and, and and i just appreciate about her that she's the one celebrity who's not like i came from nothing because if she because she didn't come from nothing she came from right. middle class but yeah. if she wanted to she could try that she she could and and richer people have gotten away with it right the kylie self-made billionaire news was a little bit like womp 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 it's shameless it's shameless like the same way that you and i are both like we can't start a youtube everyone will know that we have no followers like kim actually tried which is maybe the most vulnerable thing in the world yeah 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 i just want courtney you do have friends way to go yeah good job we see you cool all good 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, side note, this week, I'm actually glad you're not watching because of everything I said before. This week was the first week where I actually felt that Kim was bad on the show, on she's American Horror Story. Oh, on American Horror Story. She was bad. Well, she's she was not bad. good at acting. She's just fun to watch. She's just pretty and charismatic. Okay, let's get into David and Victoria. So we watched this documentary. It was too long. It was way too long. Netflix, you have got to edit. They want eyeballs on Netflix for as long as humanly possible. And it's caused a drastic downshift in quality over the years because they're obsessed with this binging model. And I don't even understand why because they don't have ads. I guess they're going to, they're going to start rolling out ads. They already have. There is a plan you can buy that's only $4.99 a month that has ads. And that's the, that's the point. It's just to keep the eyeballs. But the thing is, like, Nick and I deleted Netflix. We canceled our Netflix subscription like a month or so ago because we were so fed up with how bad everything is and how, like, it's just too, everything is too long and you feel like they're gaming you and the, the quality is just not there and it's not sustainable. This should have been 90 minutes. It was repetitive. It had no focus. It had no point of view whatsoever. The point of view was David remembering the times. That's it. That was the whole thing. There was no theme. Well, the theme was David's a footballer. Right. Like, that's not a theme. It was just, I mean, it was really fun to see the archival footage of the two of them at the height of their fame. It was really fun to see any interview with her. I'm going to watch because she's fun. She's cheeky. I want to know what she's got to say about anything. Tell us the, the astrology. David is a Taurus sun, Taurus rising, Capricorn moon. He's all earth. All Earth. He's like Which, a very stereotypical Earth where he's like very body focused, obviously, as an athlete, man of few words. Like yep. this is the most he's ever talked in this four hour documentary, <laughs> like in his life. He's so stereotypical Earth. But here's what I don't understand. How could someone who's Taurus Taurus Capricorn be a unrepentant, rampant cheater for the entire year of 2004? Because... Even though he is so earth, a lot of that earth is in the 12th house. So he has his sun and his Mercury also in Taurus, but it's in the 12th house. Sometimes the 12th house is, I mean, definitionally, it's a little bit just like outside of your consciousness. The reason that in the documentary, the one time that I was like, this is good, was when there was that turnaround moment. When after David blew it for England... And the fans were trashing his house and toilet papering his residence. That the crowd turned the the tables and they were like, "We love you, David. Oh yes, we do." No, what was the chant? <laughs> there was a chant. <laughs> I don't remember. Something like that, where they were like, we, "There's only one David Beckham, and he is a lot like this guy." No, I don't even know the chant, <laughs> but but he. But you're talking about in the documentary, there was a turning point. He was like, I'm the biggest loser in England. I'm the captain of England, the biggest loser. When they, no, I did cry during the documentary when actually the crowd was like, we got to support David. And then they were like rallying behind him. And that's when he was like, actually, I'm going to go crush right now, BRB. And then he did, right? He needs well, that happened 700 times. In the well, that was like actually literally like the premise of the doc, which is like, watch how many times one footballer can be rejected and then accepted back into the fandom. Right. It that was, was like over and over <laughs> and over and over again. And the thing that was really weird about it is they never acknowledged like 
hmm, this keeps happening. He keeps getting fired and benched, even though he's allegedly the best player in the world. Why? Why? I still don't understand. And I think a third party, like if he hadn't had control, creative control over the documentary, it would have looked very different in that way. And we might get some answers, but you know, athletes, like, I don't know if pattern recognition in a narrative way is, I bet actually you could see that being a strong suit for an athlete. They do need to recognize patterns, but he seemed totally like, he's like, this is so crazy. I just keep getting kicked off of every team (laughs) that I play on, even though I'm the best player in the world. It's like, yeah, huh? Well, but see, that also confused me about documentary in general. I had to like stop and rewind and rewatch certain things regarding the timing. Cause like, okay, for example, he was like, we played Real Madrid. And one of the guys who doesn't even speak English came over to me. Zazu Zizu came over to me and gave me his jersey. I gave him mine. And he said, you play for Real Madrid? And he was like, never. I would never. <laughs> then, <laughs> then the coach is like, mm, David, come into our office. And David's like, okay, coach. Yes, boss. <laughs> yes, boss. And the guy was like, you talk to that guy from Real Madrid. And he was like, for a minute, but I would never leave, man, you. And then he was like, you're fired, but we're keeping you on the team, but you're fired. You're never going to play again. And so David was like, um, okay. So then David is on these teams, benched, exercising alone before the games. And then it's like, they're like, how dare he? How dare he leave the franchise? And it's like, yo, you guys, like, you fired it made no first. sense. What, it, you, made, what is this even? A, what, like, I literally just stop and rewind like I was watching Game of Thrones. I literally was I so confused. I was like, wait, okay. So I, I came to the point where I was like, oh, I get it. Like Manchester United is, is a different league than the, like the World Cup's like the Olympics of soccer. Okay. I found yeah. that out. I figured that out. Here we are. We are learning. But like, even when he was at Real Madrid, he was like, Hired for the marketing. He didn't get any stage time. And I was saying to Nick, like, how do you trade a player? That's like trading a, an NFL player onto the MLB. Like the Spanish football league has nothing to do with the English football league. Like, Like, why were they trying to hurt him? They don't play each other. Like Real Madrid and Man U, they are not in the same league. So I was like, how do you trade a player from one? Like, you just are selling a man to another country. This makes no sense. Well, so actually, I was talking to Val about it. My my client slash friend slash fabulous comedian in Washington D.C. Everybody check out Val Pascal. Also, incredible Ricky Healer. But she. And she comes to the renewal every time. Every two weeks, come on through. But she was telling me. So I actually had to interview her about the podcast after. I mean, about the documentary afterwards. I was like, no, I did. I Before our call, I was like, hey, do you have an extra hour? I want to ask you questions about how soccer I know, because you were texting me and you were like, I don't understand. I any don't like, Soccer machinations. And I was like, oh, I'll ask Nick and tell her. And even when I, Nick didn't get it, neither of us. We were just like, this makes no sense. I, w- I had a whole list of questions for her. What she did tell me is this. Number one. Soccer players don't get traded. They they get sold. So he wasn't traded. He was sold because I guess he's like a man with unalienable rights in whatever way. Was like, I'm not playing for freaking. Where was he? Yeah, he was like sold somewhere like random, maybe Barcelona or whatever. And he was like, um, well, no, he was like, if and he was sold to Real Madrid. No, 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 he wasn't. No, he was sold to Barcelona and he was like, I'm not playing for Barcelona, you fucking assholes. No, they were fucking trying to like, like fucking 
like elbow him. They were trying to fucking like rib him. And he was like, okay, if anything, now fine. I will go to Real Madrid. And he calls up the dude and he was like, hey, Capizios, you got any time for me, David? And they were like, yeah, sold. So then he brokered his own deal to go to Real Madrid, but he had already been sold away from his home. No, Sir Alex Ferguson, I don't know what the word on the street is about him over there. That dude's abusive. Yeah. What a the, control freak. Holy fucking he kicked, shit. He kicked a shoe at David's head and then accused David of like playing up the injury. That was really terrible. I was terrible. What a terrible guy. I mean, it's also we have to understand that like it is a one sided portrayal of what happened, but like it seemed pretty um just blatant that the guy was a dick it's just like i don't, a, know, I don't not know okay what he, it's not okay for your coach to like physically harm you i don't yeah i don't know what it was sort could, of goes without being said but yeah i don't know what that coach could possibly say that would make it make what he did and how he said he it was did. an accident he said he said it was an accident it's like but like if you're kicking that's like if a if you're dating a guy and he punches a wall next to your face like he's that's an intimidation tactic okay like, but for the record not only if he punches a wall next to your face and he also is the ex-player now coach of a boxing league <laughs> like of course yeah. you can kick it in you accidentally kicked it in his face you're a grown man you shouldn't be kicking things at other people right. like you and you're get the a leader grip. of the team you're the leader of the team yeah it's abusive even if you didn't mean to it's still abuse an abusive and action. then the fact that david tried to stay on the team and kept calling him i go talk to the boss and they were like he actually doesn't talk to anna it's like yo sir alex what are you fucking well okay i won't say what i'm gonna say but all right get back to the astrology why so the bottom line is he has a to be so earth Okay, number one, because first of all, he has a huge amount of 12th house energy in his chart. He is a Taurus sun, Taurus Mercury. In Aries, he also has his Chiron and his Jupiter all in the 12th house. So this dude can't really see himself other than the chants that are coming from the arena around him. I was fascinated by how many times when he was describing in the doc, all these different games that I was literally having to take written notes on because how boring, who cares? But I yeah. was trying to keep up. And so many times he was like, that arena, no good. That pitch, <laughs> like this dude, when he was comfortable, was like, yeah. But when he felt like spatially, he wasn't like in a place where he was being received, it totally fucked with him. Why is that? It's because his whole concept of himself, of himself is actually dependent on and relying upon how the crowd is reacting to him. When they changed the tune and they were like, actually, we love you. Boo, 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 boo. Actually, we love you. He was like, well, really? Okay, let's play. <laughs> it was like, what? All we gotta do is love this guy. So you know? like when, when women were coming up to him, because, so, the thing is, in the documentary, they talk about the cheating allegations as if they were just room rumors. Bro, the, I, I could, no, LOL, just, every headline that's like, they finally address. It's like, they actually literally didn't address, they didn't any address rumors. it. And the thing is, it wasn't just rumors. It was women <laughs> coming forward with their full name and picture explaining like exactly <laughs> how they met him what they did with him why would david cheat well two reasons stand out to me and also we can get into it but why would victoria forgive him we'll get there but that's a sort of teaser so david is a super earth rising sun his moon's in capricorn in the 10th house on his 
legacy on his midheaven. So he feels comfortable when he has the status of being like, I don't want to say like that mommy, but I do actually think per their clip in the doc, she does wear the pants in the relationship. Like I tend to think that he just wants to be celebrated as the like creator of the, like, because, because not that the Spice Girls weren't the absolute motherfucking bomb they were, but it was a little bit Simon Cowell produced. Like these girls didn't know each other and they were all not good singers. <laughs> but David is the realist and of also, the dealers. It's easy, it's easy to forget because we were so young, but Spice Girl Mania was like 18 months. Like they literally, <gasps> it was really wait, like, Oh my God, wait, wait, are you kidding me? I know. But, it wasn't like, long. No, it was so what? short. Like, It's funny because it was so formative for us. It feels like a decade. It's like they were at the top of their game for like eons, but it's like we were all getting our periods and marking it in history like it's 9-11 big, but like actually it was so (laughs) short. I know it was such a blip, but (laughs) well, and I have to say this and it remains to this day. The Spice Girl movie is one of the greatest cinematic romps of all time. What a treat. So funny. So funny. So fun. But that being flawed, I don't know how much it has to do with any of the actual individual Spice Girls. Now, I do think... Well, they were tongue-in-cheek. They had a sense of humor about They were themselves. tongue-in-cheek. They, they were tongue-in-cheek. They captured a moment. That's why they were so huge. Like, That's right. That's right. It's not to detract Correct. from any of their talent. Like, talent schmalent their talent was not their thing it's like i know people probably get pissed when right. they say this but it's kind of like rihanna like rihanna's just so cool that yeah. we will yep i agree anything she puts out i don't think she's like sitting at home writing song lyrics obviously not because she would have released another album in the past eight years but like she's just right she's people- like literally let me do what i want you're lucky to see me bye right she's so cool that we just want to see her doing anything so cool and i think that's kind of what the spice girls were like they were so interesting and so of the moment that yeah. they became a pop culture force and it doesn't matter if they could sing an arpeggio you know what i mean a hundred percent and i can literally just hear posh in my head i'm like what even is an arpeggio <laughs> yeah like, when you hear her speak, what I think is kind of fun about Posh is that, like, and actually, I don't know the the gradients of the English accent in terms of, like, what is Posh and what is actually not Posh. But what I did think was kind of, like, Posh was Posh because she, like, wasn't going to wear those big Doc Martens. She wasn't going to be, like, so weird. But she was going to wear stilettos and a little Posh dress and, like, in, like eat at fine dining establishments. But like her act, like she doesn't sound, I mean, I thought that scene was interesting and everybody keeps posting it like David calling Posh out for having a Rolls Royce. It's like for the record, a lot of poor people buy expensive shit to show it off. That's not even what Posh is. Posh, I mean, as a concept, there's a huge difference between Posh and how much money you have. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, wait, yeah, wait, that's interesting. Same British. The British class system is more to do with uh, your parentage and the people you associate with than it does the money. So, like, if you are a posh person, it's very possible that your family financially is holding on by a thread. But you've just been in this upper echelon for so long that you get a pass and you get invited to all of their crazy douchey events and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's interesting. This there's I feel like TikTok. then does that make I feel like I'm posh in New York City. 
No, because like, I'm going to I'm going to bridal showers at Bergdorf's. So I'm, you know, being welcomed backstage in Broadway. But like ultimately, like I had to like pay in court just for the bus here. Yeah, I know, but it's still a different thing. It really is still a different thing in the UK. Like there are people who are really wealthy here who have a lot of money who will never ever be accepted into those levels of society because it does not matter how much money you have and they're when those people do manage to cross over it's a huge scandal like there were these sisters in the um 90s who managed to do it who were american and it was like a huge story all the time there was like in the gilded age a lot of these women in the u.s who whose parents whose dads made tons of money off the railroad and everything they would move to the UK and they would they would have posh aristocrats marry these women for their money because oh wow they have no money because if you're a really posh aristocrat you have a a house to manage you have a stately home to manage which is a money right. pit and a right. lot of them are running out of money and it's hard to get to keep all the money so it is this really different there's really no american equivalent at all because in america wow if, that's so interesting even if like sonia morgan was married to the bank she was married to morgan she has no money now <laughs> and she's not still part of that society do you know what i'm saying her yeah, daughter yeah. might be her daughter might be but her daughter will always have money because the dad will pass the money to the daughter so like i don't know there's just no equivalent in the u.s because in the u.s money gets you everywhere a pedigree helps there is like right. a there is a waspy preppy old money thing going on in the u.s for sure but it's nowhere near the extent of was it what it is in the uk so there's this tiktok that has been going around for the last week or two actually which I didn't even connect to this, but I wish I could find it. Maybe I'll try to find it where this British guy talks about the levels of posh that there are. Right. But can you define posh then real quickly? So then what is posh? Posh is old money. And that sometimes means no money. Sometimes. Oh, oh, oh right. Ah. In the UK, sometimes posh old money means you just use your family used to have money 300 years ago from trading sheep. And now you're still <laughs> in, you've been grandfathered in, but you're not good. like, like no matter what, if Nick and I, no matter how rich we get, we will never be part of the British establishment, like the upper echelon posh people. If we got rich, we still wouldn't be part of that. Maybe Best case if- scenario, you're a closet girl for Kate. Right, exactly. Maybe if we somehow got our kid into Eton, the boarding school, maybe our kid would be uh accepted, but like our kid wouldn't get into Eton, so it doesn't even matter. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you never no know. Matter. Luke going to Lawrenceville was very random. Right, yeah. And also, I mean, that's the thing. Sometimes these posh people, they do need the new money. That's why the Gilded Age is such a fun show, because like do you watch that on HBO, The Gilded Age? You know, it's funny. I was really excited about it because I was a huge Downton Abbey fan and that whole cast I'm a fan of. But then it's boring. enough people said to me, this is a bad show that I didn't watch. It's boring, but I still like it. You know, set design and costumes go a very long that's way. That's enough for me. Yeah. Sometimes I just yeah. love to be whisked, whisked away to another land. Exactly. But the, yeah. that's the central tension in that show is like the old money people are kind of running out of money. The new money people have ridiculous amounts of money. Right. How do we in a tasteful old money way while keeping our grip, vice grip on society extract the money out of these new money people? Because 
we need it. That's like a constant dance in like British society and the gilded age of America. Whereas today in America, it's just money. Money talks. That's it. Like if you're rich, you, you can see it on Real Housewives. Always you can tell who's the richest woman on the cast. No one messes with her. She can, she, she can act with impunity. Lisa Vanderpump, like it took them seasons to get rid of her because you just can't, she's Teflon because she's the but richest. But so wait, in our current Real Housewives of New York, at least, like, so who is the richest? Jenna? I think Jenna is definitely the highest status and we don't well, really and, know. But the- she's the highest status and she's the most financially successful. Yeah, whereas Erin, I think, has family money and real estate money, but yeah. she doesn't flash it or she doesn't wave it around, so it's hard to tell. But they're not that rich on the new Real Housewives. It's like another issue with this new, <laughs> this new one. They all got mad at Jenna for flying first class to uh Anguilla. There's like a huge storyline where they're like, wow, Jenna wanted to fly business. And it's like, well, yeah, she's rich. Who wouldn't? Say that again? You guys are the housewives. At the very least, dude, for the show. Right. And, like, you should have made Bravo. The unspoken thing, I think, is that Bravo flew them coach. And Jenna (laughs) says. So Jenna says in this episode, she's like, look, she has a skin disorder. She has a genetic disorder that she's very insecure about. And she's like, I want to get down a couple days early to get a base tan because it makes me feel better. And it's very believable what she's saying. It's like, yeah, totally do that. And then she also confesses, and I wanted to fly business. And the flight that all the other girls were going on, the flight the other girls were going on only had coach. And she tells this to Aaron, and then Aaron tells the other girls, and they're all, like, aghast. And it's like, no, you all had the option of spending your own money to go business. Like, and you decided not to. So get over it. Who cares? I guess that's why I don't want to show that, because in my mind, both first class and cheese, if options, are no-brainers. We do cheese plates. We do first class. I still can't stop watching it. The big issue right now is Jessel and her husband, Pavit, they finally had sex. And Jay, Sai, and Aaron are being so nasty and annoying about it. And they're making a federal case out of the fact that Pavit is going on a mileage run to Vietnam to boost his his flight status. And they're all wait, acting wait, like wait, he's... Wait, wait. If you are really into having high status on an airline, sometimes you just need a certain amount of miles, mileage. So you, he found a really cheap flight to Vietnam. So he's literally going to Vietnam for one day so that he can keep his, his airline status up. And now... Yeah, who cares? Sai and Aaron are like, what's he doing in Vietnam? He must be doing like they're kind oh of. Oh my god! Wait, are they making like a prostitute thing? Yes, it's like racist and offensive. Oh my god! And it's like, well, if he really wanted to cheat on his wife, do you really think he would fly thirty hours to do it? No, uh, no, he would walk over to Phoebe's and get a bunch of girls around her shots. Right, or he would just get a. Like, he would call an escort in New York. You know what I mean? Like, it's really not... You don't need to fly to Vietnam to cheat on your wife if you want to cheat on your wife. So, it's just weird. There And they thought... it's really What's really interesting is, like, Sai and Aaron very clearly thought that they were going to be the alphas of this season. And they think... Yeah. While, while you're watching this unfold, they think they're killing it. And they're like, we caught her. Like, she's lying about this, this, and this. The whole internet is in love with Jessel and Pavit. So, like... 
Wow. It's, just, what, it's so funny, though. What a turnaround. I feel like when we yeah. first watched, we were like, Jocelyn can just literally just tr- become flat Stanley and fucking meld into the subway grades. Like, we were like, we really hated her. I just, like, I know. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We were like fish, bay. We like it. I, I, I'm so pleased to hear. I love a surprise. I, I love that the internet loves her. She turned it around because she's got this really nice mix of delusion and authenticity, oh. and it could be contrived, but she comes across authentic. She comes across as totally unself-aware, and like she's not self-producing. She's not trying to play up any storyline for the camera. Whereas the other girls come across like they're completely shit stirring and manufacturing moments to try to have conflicts yeah. Yeah. forward so she's just yeah. coming across a lot more likable but then there's this other thing going on very similar to Jessel where that conversation with Victoria and David where he's like be honest you had a Rolls Royce people are compa- comparing that to right. Jessel okay, right right I was a little bit annoyed because I was like fuck up David let her tell her fucking story no, I kind of liked him for calling her out because, like I said, I can't stand when celebrities pretend they come from humble beginnings when they didn't. I don't know. I just a Rolls Royce does. If, if someone's dropping their kid off at school in a Rolls Royce, they might just really want people to see that, which means they probably aren't rich. No, you have to be rich to get a Rolls Royce. You physically cannot sit behind the driver's wheel of a Rolls Royce if you're the not rich. The truth is, I grew up in a trading house where there's like big wins fast. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, he had like a good night at the casino and like was like, well, what? So that means you're rich. Like huh. there's a girl in Salt Lake City right now who's making a storyline out of, oh, I feel so insecure about all these other girls money that I went to Louis Vuitton and spent $5,000 on a purse and she's crying. Lucky and it's, you. it's like, okay, so you're rich. Like you have enough money to do that and your family's not starving now. You're also rich. You're an idiot. Right, we both like, couldn't do a shit at a Louis Vuitton store right now. Right. If I wanted to go and buy a $5,000 bag, I w- physically would not be able to. Right. I just feel like right now, culturally, we're in this moment where everyone wants to pretend they're in a rags to riches story. And it's like, you're not. It's okay if you're not. Like, I don't know her family's um history, but I think. Right. She's, okay. I think she's new money. And I think that's fine. And I think it's ridiculous to pretend that you're not. I think it's so annoying. Like, would that you every... call Middleton new money? Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. They were, they are new money and that's right. fine. Okay. They've been rich their whole lives. And that's one thing you never hear Kate Middleton saying. But it's, it's like so the hard. grandparents weren't. Yeah. The grandparents weren't, but it's just like, 
I just want to, I, I just want to say like, if you are rich now, I don't, you don't get brownie points for not being rich when you were younger. <laughs> like, let's just get over it. You made it. You're rich now. You're a bad guy. Okay. Like it's over. It doesn't matter if your parents worked every day of their lives. Like you are now rich. It's over. I'm, I'm sick of having to give people brownie points for that. Do you know what I'm saying? Sorry, I just saw your message real quick about how Travis Kelsey's always at the gas station and I'm lol. But He's yes. always at the gas station. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, you're saying, I just well, don't like, like, I don't, I don't like rich, famous people. And this is a huge thing that's going on on Real Housewives in New York City as well right now. I don't like rich, famous people trying to have kinship with the rest of us by talking about how they used to not be rich. It's like, okay, but you are now, so shut up. Well... I mean, okay. So one of the things about the doc that triggered me into becoming even more intellectually curious than I currently am was that the way that the, the way that David describes the man you infrastructure is as abusive as he may be. So Alex Ferguson cares deeply about creating a socialist team. And I was like, this is kind of helpful in terms of thinking about what do you mean socialism. a socialist team? They say it in the doc. He said, the minute that you walk through these doors and you are in the arena and that you are uniformed up and you're playing, so long as you are here doing work for the team with the team, you are nothing but a part of a larger thing, which is the team. And you, David Beckham, ain't shit. Whether you fucking shave your head or well, not. Well, abusive people like to do that. Abusive people so, like I, to do that. I felt like that was a really interesting political sort of like, because there's a lot of people I think that really like fear socialism. I think it's a misnomer for them to say that. I just think that guy was an abusive prick who tried to beat people down. He's abusive, right? That was like on my list. I'm like socialism question mark. Is Alex Ferguson abusive question mark? These are the two things that stood out to me, which is like, nobody's really unpacking both of these. That's right. That's how you know David made this doc himself. Yes. Believe it or not, the director was, what's his name from Succession? Hugo, yeah. If the thing is, if if it was a socialist team, then like Alex Ferguson wouldn't be kicking shoes at people's heads. He would be down in the mud with them. Like, so it's not. Right, 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 right. The coach is with them. He's bullshitting them. He's just trying to beat them down so that he feels more He's, in control. He basically, the whole thing was just like, David, you're not special. And it's like, but and he, it's like, he is. He is. Yeah, he is. He is. Again, to, sorry to bring up Real Housewives again, but it's like the girl's getting mad that Jenna Lyons doesn't have to do as much of the same shit that they do. It's like, well, yes, she's she's more important than you. <laughs> sorry, she literally reinvented J Crew from the gutters. Yeah, like she's a, she's a bigger Huge draw. accomplishment. Huge she's a bigger draw on this. She's a bigger draw on this cast than the four other nameless influencers that we never heard of three months ago. Like, well, yeah, what that she's going to get. Though, is that she she must be getting paid way more than them, and they must know that, and that must be a real fucking bother. Yeah, but they got to get over it because she's the draw. She's the star. Even if you don't like her, even if you do, it's just the facts are the facts are the facts. David Beckham and Jenna Lyons are stars in their field. They don't have to show their dating life on camera if they don't want to. They don't have to, you know what I mean? Like, that's just the way it is. Like, get real. Get real. Vicky B. Don't look. Guess her shit if you want. Well, we already talked about it yesterday, so I know. Yeah, but nobody knows. Nobody knows. (laughs) (laughs) I remember she's got big Aries and Aquarius. 
And the main thing is, I would have thought she was Taurus because she looks like a Taurus. She's got that wide Taurian face. She but, does, actually. Yeah, she does. But she's not a Taurus. That's so interesting. She's mirroring her husband's signs. Well, in and in face. fact, we we'll, we will move to the composite chart after the synastry, but the relationship is Tarn in nature. And in fact, before they were together, maybe her face looked more narrow. Yeah, people start to look alike. Just had Just had Yeah, on all the dogs are Nick exactly their owners, and Nick and I start to look alike a little. I think I love that because you start to mirror each other's facial expressions, and it actually changes like the way that your face looks. No, I know. I never said "Whoa, Nelly" before Dave Witt, so you know. But anyway, Victoria is a twenty-six degree Aries sun. Victoria's sun is closely connected to her Chiron. So there is a wound around the self. Now, in Victoria's chart, this is all happening in the 11th house. What is the 11th house? The groups. So when I started looking into it more deeply yesterday, what I realized is like, oh, the wound, but also the healing for whatever class Victoria is that she was introduced in a group. Now, long-term, she doesn't want to be grouped with group. But actually, it was essential for her to become not only visible to David Beckham, her soulmate, but just to, like, like Victoria Beckham at Bergdorf wouldn't exist without the Spice Girls, is the truth. Yeah, and I she was never she gonna be that Aries without other also leaders in the public. She, it, it is her wound and also her healing that she had to be introduced as a part of a group. Yeah, and I think she accepts it now. She had, she definitely went through a phase where she was like, "I'm not doing a reunion." That's so cringe. Dude, she but- definitely rejected them for a minute there. But now she gets it, which I really appreciate because there's nothing I, yeah, there's nothing worse than someone who hates the thing that put them on the map. You know, oh, I know truly. And it's, a, it's in the same family as pretending that you're rags to riches when you've always been comfortable. <laughs> it is right. It's like Maya Hawk. Your parents are good. And like, like, um, Ross from Friends, David Schwimmer, he did a speech at my work one time. He knew my boss. What? when I worked at the observer and <laughs> and my other boss from the observer was in this documentary. I keep forgetting to message her and say that I saw her. She was, I guess she was on some British morning show. She's British talking about them one time and they showed a little clip of her and I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe that's her. But anyway, Ross came to the observer and like talked to us and someone was like, Oh, do you have any advice for like people interviewing you? And he was like, yeah, the thing I can't stand is when someone interviews me and all they want to talk about is friends and they don't know that I'm a theater director now. And it's like, Ross, no one gives a fuck. I can't, Molly. Like, yeah, no one. You're exactly right. No one knows that you're a theater director. Everyone knows you as Ross. And But also like being a theater director is and has never been and will never be like the marquee. Right. Like, like, you know what I mean? It's like you become a theater director because you like, mm, love the craft. Like, yeah, it's not like, like film director. It's not no. a director's medium. It's a writer's medium. Yeah. 
right. in an actor's medium. It's not right. a director's medium. Right. Like, like theater direction is very much about being able to manage a staff. Mm. Yeah. It's like being a managing editor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yes. It is literally exactly like being a managing editor. Like you do get the final like say on like, you know what a managing editor does though. I think that they're just like, yo, you guys, this is, this is unruly. We got to get this shit in, we got to get, we got to manage this shit. This shit is, this shit is chaotic. No, like they're, like managing editor is like, (laughs) they just are in charge of like sort of staffing an admin at a high level. Like they're not doing any, they're not doing much. But that is what theater direction is in many ways. Yeah. It's not about editorial direction or content or anything like that. Well, okay. With theater direction, I will say this, even with, real quick, even with theater direction, it's about that and it's about management, but then it is also about direction. But it's like at the end of the day, when it comes to theater, it's like, no, to me, the people that really have power in theater are like the production designers and like, because they're creating worlds within some flat, it's 3D, but it's like a flat space. Anyway. Yeah. Schwimmer isn't an art designer. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, it was so douchey. He's just a name. He's just a name. I hope for him, I hope for his sake that he has gotten to Posh Spice's place of accepting that friends put him on the map. And there's nothing shameful about that. You were in the biggest show of the 90s and 2000s. Like, that's amazing. Don't poo-poo your elevator. Yeah, congratulations. But anyway, okay. So that's anyway. why she had that wound because her her son and her Chiron are in the same place. If someone's son and Chiron are in the same place, you might have identity issues in that way. Yes. And it, and, and specifically in this case in the 11th house, it's because her chart is extremely leadership oriented. And so being in like a gal group was was like she did get to express her leadership there, but she also was a little bit like, Oh, Jerry, you're just not my brand. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. funny. That, that was her, her brand was to be too good for the other girls. Like I kind of right. love how right. it's kind of great that she was able to just <laughs> totally. be straight up about that with the way that she presented herself. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Now she also has her Venus in Pisces. So like at the end of the day, she's just gorgeous. She's an artist. She's gorgeous. She gets to just be pretty and wearing camo hats to games, being that hot button nose bitch. Like it was never about the singing. It was about her being actually just cool and she attractive. Would, if, if she came up now, she would be an influencer. Like that's the thing. And right. that's why it, a thousand percent. Her Venus is on her midheaven in Pisces. So she just is this like public like her legacy will be beauty mm-hmm. in whatever way just she just attractive sorry and she pygmalioned him into the ken doll that he became oh yeah if you look at his before veneers photos oh he said he had jagged edges yeah the the raw materials were not really there but she <laughs> made sure that he got highlights she did right. his hair I thought it was so funny when he was like, I'm going to go outside and talk to the um, reporters and she's laying there postpartum and he's like, can you do my hair? Like that is so funny. I Yeah. But I love that. I actually thought that that was a real moment of respect because if you actually know, I didn't think it was disrespectful. I was like, how cool that he's witness to what a vulnerable position she's in. And yet, and still women are just simply superior in that they can gel your hair. 
and then he can be he can be vulnerable enough to be like i need you to do my hair because this is a big moment for me like i really liked that that was really endearing for both i thought it was so cool yeah he is really like her little ken doll she just dresses him up like she (laughs) i i love that and she's She's just like the architect of their image. He would be in a completely different place if he had not gotten with someone like her. And I love that. Yeah, but he... I love, and I love their story though. I love those stories yes. where he's like, Hey mate, that is going to be my wife. And it's I like, love that. What? He just saw her and was like, yes, she is the powerhouse. That's going to turn me into an international brand because there's a lot of, look at like Steph Curry, incredible athlete, boring like he's not raking in millions of he, he's making millions on endorsement deals he had the yeah. one shoe that everyone made fun of if he had like and his wife is really sweet and i love their relationship and i don't think he wants to be like a kobe type brand or a david beckham type brand but like if david beckham had married just a random girl from manchester he would be steph curry like he would be considered one of the greats, but like boring and not really much name recognition outside of the sport. Like if David Beckham, like David Beckham sought out a wife who was going to turn him into an international brand. Like he had in the back of his mind knew that that was what she was going to do. And it would have been so much easier for him to just pluck a woman from the Tesco's line in Manchester. (laughs) And you you know what I'm saying? Well, he could have plucked any, that's the thing. He could have plucked anybody from any line i think the thing about porsche not only was she one of the spice girls who were getting the world to spice up their life but she was the only one who was like i'm not wearing dark barns like she was actually the elitist spice girl yeah and he was like she will elevate me she will figure out how i fix these stompers yep (laughs) yes they both have their teeth then you think Every British famous person gets their teeth done, yeah. You must. You simply must. So Most of them go to Turkey. It's cheaper there. What? You go to Turkey to get your uh, plastic surgery here. It's cheap. It's like going to Mexico at home. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're all going to Turkey. Let's get veneers. (laughs) (laughs) Tis the season. It's coming right up on it. But so the thing about Victoria's chart, and then we can move on. The thing about Victoria's chart, though, is that she has her moon in Aquarius. In the ninth house. So if there was anyone that could actually handle simply a cheating allegation, we know, no, we know nothing more. We know nothing more. If there was anyone that could handle a cheating allegation, I mean, cheating, Victoria cheating. Con- I mean, allegation is so vague. Like these women have faces and names. It's hilarious how many people came forward. Like, it was beyond an allegation. It was a scandal, I would say. It was months and months on end of... But it was only the- when he first got to Madrid, right? I guess, but it's... She but literally... No, but no, but the point of this doc is that the people that are, like, really running to re- read between the lines will get that this is not who he is, but they made it... That was a whole episode it's three. Is. It's who he is. Well... No, 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 stop. He stop did right it. Now. He did it repeatedly. It doesn't matter. Is. I'm not a shoplifter just because I shoplifted. Yeah, we you kind of are. I guess, but like we all go through. Or you were for a couple months. You're not a beach cleaner, mall. 
Yeah, I am. I will always have a part of me that is picking up used condoms off of the thing. Yes, and and the needles and the needles. But yeah, it's not. But it's not about. I I guess I just think it's more about. It is who he is, and that's okay. We can forgive him for it. But like, okay, let's just say this: it's human, and I think what they both try to express in the documentary is that she forgives him because she also sort of. The thing about Aquarius moons that's tough is like they literally might not text you back and be like, I did. <laughs> okay. But at best, Aquarius moons are like, you know, I'm not going to divorce you. <laughs> uh, I'm de- my father's an Aquarius moon. Aquarius moons aren't that emo. They're just sort of like, they're cold and right. detached. They're extremely they're cold, detached and they care about the big picture, which also includes the family. So, like, when she's talking about how, like, I just think it's really funny that that we saw so many fucking headlines, like, they finally address. It's like, they literally don't address. They produced this doc with the dude from success, with Hugo from succession. And they were like, look, you can ask about it, but literally touch on it zero and we will give you our answers and work with it. They both were like, it was hard. They were like, it was hard. That was it. Yeah. yeah, like the time of the allegations was hard. And so, but I do think that she knows. I think she forgives him. Why? Mm. Two reasons. Reason number one, aside from the fact that she has an Aquarius moon, Aquarius moons are just kind of like, yeah, I get it. We're in space. We're aliens. You were lonely in Spain. I don't like garlic, whatever. But then mm-hmm. because her Venus is in Pisces, the boundaries are sort of unclear. And she tries to tell you in different words during the dock. We were against each other. Not Australian, but she protects him in the documentary. Yeah, she, says she does. Big time, which in terms of wifey vibes, I love. It's I like, don't love it. I do love it. I feel like it's, I totally get where she gets where they were disconnected. Yeah, but that's why I'm not a uh, Aquarius moon because. Well, right. And it's also because like, and, and you're like actually married. So it's like, like, I like get as a not see... married person, I'm like, it's really easy to say like, oh, course. I get, no, that's I also get why how... I'm afraid of getting married. I get how a lot of people can justify and forgive cheating. Like totally. Sure. sure. I get it. It's a personal choice. So like no judges. I'm just saying. But, but aside from just a personal choice. No, I, I think more what they were trying to say in the doc is that it's an indication that something is wrong and they but both were not going to keep it in his pants. That's what's wrong. Control yourself. That's well, what right. I but that's the, but, but see, okay. So that's the thing in terms of this doc. And then, and again, maybe I am reaching because honestly, this was boring. It took me seven hours to watch a four hour oh, doc. I was four days. It was, <laughs> it was so... snooze. Yeah. Didn't like it, but I felt like the whole third episode was trying to, or maybe it was the fourth, but it was basically trying to say that their marriage was super disconnected and they continued to remind us throughout the allegations that since he was 15, he was away at Manchester. Like, this dude is a super... Even if it's just man, you is his daddy now. This dude is like on a certain like tunnel vision track where team is everything. And I think when he was in Spain and he felt truly alone, I could just see him explaining to her and her actually understanding like, yeah, whatever. 
I don't think she was that mad at him. I think she was more mad that he left England because she's like, we got them into the good schools. Like, I think she was like, it's not about cheating or not cheating. She knows he loves her and he fucking loves her. Yeah. And for some people, some people can say, I, I accept that that had nothing to do with our relationship. It had nothing to do with their relationship. I feel but that some though. people don't want to say that and don't want to feel that way. And that's also fine. So it's of just, course. oh, of course, personal sure. thing. Like it's for me, thing. I would never be like, I would never be able to really separate it in that way. I mean, I've thank God you guys are issues. so tar. Yeah, but you got, yeah, but you and Nick are so Scorpio Taurus. We will find a different way to torture each other. But you, if we need to, that's why I keep telling you about my dad. Yes. You will remain intact in your torture. Yeah. Whereas I think that's the thing. Ideally, we won't even get to the torture part, but like, it's going to be great. The kids are going to be stars. We're all going to be rich, but, but like, like I'm a Capricorn moon. David's a Capricorn moon. Victoria is an Aquarius moon. I've said it before. I'll say it again. When it comes to signs coming one after the other, there are very few that actually have a, uh, like a gel, like, like a, um, a symbiotic sort of relationship. But when it comes to Cancer Capricorn and Leo Aquarius, there actually is harmony within the axes because it's the family. Yeah. Capricorn is actually mother. Aquarius is actually father. Cancer is actually like, oh, mommy, womb, baby, nurturing the kid. And Leo is the kid that's like, I want to be Annie. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know who, what your fantasy of JCC theater was for you. But I think because she has an Aquarius moon, he has a Capricorn moon. They both, the minute that they connected and the minute that they got married, they were like, our family is a thing. Our status in the world is the thing. They felt safe with each other with that status in the world. When he stepped out, she actually, I would bet if anything, felt a bit guilty about it. Like, I should have just gone. No, I hate that. That's awful. I don't think it's right. I think she did the right thing, but I could see her... Um, I could just see her understanding where he was. I think they understand each other. And I think she was like, yeah, objectively from like an actual data perspective, you were just lonely and I was not there. Yeah. But like phone a friend, you know, but whatever. No. Nah, okay. But no, no, not phone a friend. That's not the right relationship for you. And it's not, but for them. Yeah. 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 This whole relationship is a way for them to both kind of agree upon meeting with Capricorn moon, Aquarius moon. We're. Mommy and daddy. He might be mommy. She might be daddy. Cute yeah. beekeeping, Dave. I would but... say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even in the clip, she says, she's like, all the way to the trousers in this relationship. And then I'm like, does trousers mean panties? I don't even know. She so... wears all the trousers. He wears she kilts. Does, he literally I... used to walk around in kilts and sarongs. Like he is so, he's so comfortable. No. With the, How about with the, the feminine alley? role? How about the Ali G joke where he was like, what about your fashion? He's like, oh, the sarong. He's like, you're right. That was so wrong. Yeah, so good. (laughs) But what I think is cool about this relationship and how could an affair even have possibly happened? Victoria's Venus in 
Pisces is on David's Mars in Pisces and his Venus in Gemini, which means I might need a few girlfriends, exactly conjuncts her Mars in Gemini, where she's like, yeah, I totally get it. Venus and Geminis need a lot of stimulation, and Mars and Geminis need a lot of stimulation. You're saying their Mars and Venus are both conjunct each other? Yes, yes. They're 69ing. They're astrologically 69ing. Oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's crazy. No, they're literally 69. That's the name of the episode. David and Victoria Beckham astrologically 69ing. But, like, literally, they are 69ing, and they're like, yeah, I get it. Your ass has a little bit of hair. You know, I'm seeing the birthmark between your thighs, and I accept you. That's what a a co-Venus-Mars conjunction is in both charts. It is literally 69, and she is a Cancer rising, which also, I'm so proud, is 69, you know? Oh, yeah, the logo, yeah. I've always loved that. I've always been so proud of that. Now, in the chart of their relationship, it's still very heavily 12th house, but 12th house can oftentimes indicate public status or career. The thing about the 12th house is that it's just like beyond you. It just happens to be like almost like what it is, whether you can even see it or not. But I love that the north node of this relationship is conjunct the Neptune of this relationship in Sagittarius, which is like ultimately what I really think this is about is that these two people remember each other and they're like, Oh yeah. Back in the ancient day when Atlantis sunk to the ground because of whatever tsunami and we lost it all. Mm-hmm. We've, we've emerged from the ether back on planet earth. Why? Why? But we're here. And they were like, Oh, it's you from my dreams. It's you from my fantasies. I think they really feel like the minute they found each other, they were like, oh, this adventure is now only exciting if you're there. And I love that for them. And even if sometimes we have a plot point that goes awry and yeah, the the lead cheats or they're going to always understand each other. The moon of this relationship is in Aquarius. The sun is in Taurus. Their identity is what keeps them feeling like the Beckhams feel safe to them. Dude, he got her that car. BDV, Victoria David Beckham, before they were even married. He got her a vanity plate of his name with a V in front of it. Lol. Like they just feel so safe together. The moon in this chart is in Aquarius. So they're like, look, at the end of the day, we give a big fuck about remaining intact as a family. And remaining famous, what, famous as yep. a family. Remaining famous, remaining intact, keeping it cool. Even when all of the alleged cheating came out in the news, Victoria had no reaction. Yeah, that's crazy. You have to be, I mean, that. yeah, it's crazy. She just looks, and they're showing all the footage and the voiceover is like, it was the hottest year of our lives. And she just looks exactly the way she always looks. Never, even she still does. Like she is so, she is such a natural. Whereas, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe she got him into cosmetic dentistry. Who knows? But like, she really is a natural. She was famous at a young age. She got famous by being a part of a group, which ultimately was her wound, but then also what healed her because it gave her the visibility she needed. And he is just sort of a 
like he's sort of just channeling sport from the other side and has no idea who he is other than when he's getting either clapped at or booed. That's why it was so important for this chart. The only part of his chart really that is truly visible and and connected to him is his Capricorn moon in the ninth house. So he's like, if you guys don't like me, I might as well die. And if you do like me, I will rise. He needs the fans so bad. Yeah. To give him a sense of himself. This all makes so much sense. We may do a deep dive later in the week, just depending on the status of various, you know, obstetrical issues. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash space trash podcast and rate and review us if you like it. Invite your friends. If you don't like it, eh, just, just journal about it. Rate and review if you got something nice to say. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.